0: The text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day is our epistle reading, chiefly for the day, from Romans chapter 5, especially these words, Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. We might say that it's actually the first somewhat abstract concept that little children begin to understand fairness after all how old does a child have to be before they're able to point out something that they feel is not fair you know timmy he got two dum-dum suckers and i only got one rachel She got to go outside five minutes earlier than I did. You know, Steve, he took that fork that had the flour on it, and I was stuck with that plain old fork. It's just not fair. Yes, this concept that we learn very early on in life, of course, is not something that that just bothers us for a while. Then as we grow older, it goes away, is it? I mean, we might like to act as if we are not as obsessed with fairness as adults as we were at when we were children, but the truth might be the opposite. Or we might say, life is not fair, as wisdom that we've learned, as we've grown. But that doesn't mean that we're truly okay that life is not fair. No, we still have the same kind of thoughts. You know, I work a lot harder than Tommy, and yet somehow Tommy still makes the same amount of money that I do. Why is it that John wants to date Sally instead of me, even though I'm equally as attractive, smart, and charming? Why did I work my whole life, and I'm barely even able to afford to go out of the state while the Smiths seem to be able to go wherever they want? It's just not Well, today we heard in our Old Testament reading about how Adam and Eve fell into sin back in the garden. Satan there craftily caused them to doubt God's word, and they ended up with that forbidden fruit in their mouth. God responded by cursing them in various ways because of their disobedience. And that, that all seems rather fair. They sinned, and they were punished. But our epistle reading tells us that their sin actually impacts all of us. The whole world, in fact, was changed through their sinful action. We're told furthermore that that change impacts us from the very moment of our conception. Each person born since Adam and Eve sinned is born into the world as a sinner who loves to sin a reality that the church often calls original sin. And not only is each person born this way, but God holds them personally responsible for that sin. For that sin alone, man is condemned by God rightly. As our epistle says, through the one man's trespass came condemnation for all. And we cry out, it's not fair. I mean, it really doesn't seem fair, does it? I mean, Adam and Eve, they sinned thousands of years ago, buying into the lies of Satan and eating from that forbidden tree, and you are held responsible. It affects everything about your life. It means that unless someone intervenes, you will be sent away from God's grace and blessing forever. It does not seem fair at all. So... Do you really want fairness? Is that really what you want? Surely you've seen a parent sort of turn around one of these demands of their children for fairness. The child complains about something that they feel was unfair to their disadvantage. And then the parent reminds that same child that there were other things that went unfair that were actually to their advantage. Oh yes, Timmy indeed might have gotten his prized possession back five minutes earlier than he was told, and you, Jenny, might have actually had to wait until the moment you were told. But do you remember yesterday how it was Timmy who was placed in his room because he didn't eat everything on his plate, and yet today you threw away your broccoli and faced no consequences? Jenny, if you want fairness, go to your room right now isn't this the truth? We only want fairness really in two cases. When someone else is getting something that we think we deserve, or when we think that we are getting something bad that we think we didn't earn. We never want fairness, we never cry out for it when we're getting exactly what our actions should bring to us, or when we have received far more than what our actions suggest we deserve. Yes, we are a people who talks a lot about fairness in one way and yet wants to ignore fairness in another. You know, we go back, though, to that time in the garden. And if we are to say that it's unfair that we are held accountable for what happened there, in the end, what we're really saying is that we think that if we were there in that garden, we would have done far better. You know, we would have sent that crafty serpent away with ease we would have saved the world a whole lot of trouble, unlike Adam and Eve. Yeah, we think it's unfair that that condemnation from Adam's sin was brought upon us. But are you sure you would have fared so much better? Are you willing to bet your eternity on it? And I suppose if you don't want God to hold you accountable for anyone else's action, well then I suppose that you also don't want to be given anything. that is is yours because of someone else's action. I assume if you want fairness, you want it all around. Well, our epistle reading today reminds us that something else happened in human history. But in this case, it's not that one thing happened and everyone was brought something bad, but quite to the contrary. No, not only did that one man, Adam, transgress God's law and bring condemnation upon all people, but another man came into the world, he lived perfectly, he died sacrificially, and he rose victoriously, in order that all sins might be viewed as never having occurred. By the one man's disobedience, indeed all became condemned. But by this one man's obedience, all have been made righteous. In Adam's sin, everybody dies. In Jesus' righteousness, everyone lives. So do you want that second gift? Or perhaps you still want just for God to be fair in every regard. Since you think you would have done so well back there in the Garden of Eden against Satan's temptations, maybe God should have also sent you out into the wilderness like he did Jesus. Perhaps he should have had you fast for 40 days and 40 nights, then had offered to you easy food. Perhaps he should have held you accountable for how quickly you would have gobbled up that bread because he would have been so very, very hungry. Perhaps then he should have placed you on the pinnacle of the temple and given you the chance to jump down, demanding that God and his angels catch you In their hands. You know you've always wanted to see a miracle anyways, right? So maybe God should have put you in that position and let you test him. And then he should have held you accountable. For thinking that somehow his faithfulness should be determined as true or false by how he treats you in any moment. Or perhaps God should have put you up there on that high mountain. To be shown all the kingdoms of the world and their glory and their riches. Perhaps he should have allowed you to be tempted by that. I mean, if you were truly offered all of that, to be king of the whole world, you would have taken it, right? I mean, it only meant bowing for one second and you could have had it all. Isn't that what you really want sometimes anyways? all the riches and fame and glory that the world has to offer? I reckon to think you would have taken it. Me too. Then God should have held us accountable for making such choices. And you know what being accountable for such choices would mean, right? Well, if God is to be fair, it would mean that you should be betrayed by your closest friends. It means that you should be placed before religious leaders, in order that they might mock you, it means that you should be brought before government rulers with great authority who could torture you. It would mean ultimately suffering death, even death on a cross. It would mean being left alone in a cold tomb. Well, thanks be to God. This is not how God operates, He does not require this of all of us sinners. No, thanks be to God it was Jesus who came and faced every temptation of the devil on our behalf. Thanks be to God that he is the one who came and lived a perfect life from start to finish. Thanks be to God that because he became obedient, obedient even to death, death on the cross, we will not be held accountable for our sins. It is not fair, and blessedly so, for us. For if you understood the nature of your sins truly, you would never ask God to give you what you deserve. You'd never be able to cry out, Why me? Without any, without, with any sort of authenticity. If you had even one breath left in your lungs, you would have to admit that God had given you far more than what you had earned. So don't worry about fairness. Don't become so obsessed with all of that. Instead, just rejoice that God deals with you in a way that you do not deserve. Come forward today to the table. Come to his table not because you have earned it or you have rights to it, but because God has invited you in his grace. Receive the fruits of his death and his resurrection even though you have no right to them based on what you've done. Come and have life in you. Not a life that you have earned or a life that you have claimed to, but a life that is given to you solely by grace, solely because of Jesus' work. For indeed, if many died through the one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. The free gift is not like the result of the one man's sin, for the judgment following the one trespass brought condemnation. But the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. If, because of one man's trespass, death reigned through one man, much more will those who have received the abundance of the grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. By the one man's obedience, the many will become righteous. You will become righteous. Oh, yes, In Adam's sin, all became sinners. But in Jesus' death, you become righteous. Praise be to God for his unfair ways of dealing with us. Amen.